Well, I was married before. Yeah. Before I before I met you and married you. Um, which would be, <laughs> <That's upset. laughs> which would be news to which would be news to probably every single person that follows me. Um, it's 2023. We're back. First podcast of the new year. So happy yeah. new year. Happy Thanks new for joining us. Mm. It's been one hell of a holiday season for us. Has it? We were sick for like a month. <laughs> That's true. I got hand, foot in the mouth, hand, foot in mouth and hand, pneumonia. Foot in the mouth. Hand, foot in my mouth and pneumonia. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know what that was. I mean, I. It was some medieval shit. Yeah. You had spots. That, I mean. It was, if it's something that I've heard of it before, but it's something that never really concerned me. So like I didn't really, they, I don't retain information. You that, think they would come up with like a more sophisticated name other than just hand, foot, and mouth? Like, yeah, what is it? Ah, you got sores on your hands, your feet, and in your, in your mouth. Yeah. I said that it looked like I had the chicken pox and it felt like I had leprosy. Yeah. Because I had sores on my body. Yeah. And then I had sores in the back of my throat. Yeah. Where, like, if I would just swallow water, that shit hurt. Yeah. Just water. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know why or what happened, but one night I thought I was going to drink, a, like, a glass of whiskey. and <laughs> No way. It was, like, what you would expect, like, pouring alcohol on sores. Yeah. Ouch. In your mouth. Mm. So, um, and I'm recovering from pneumonia. You and our baby both had double ear, ear infections. Yeah. And she also had hand, foot, and mouth. And she had hand, foot, and mouth, but and nothing she, like what I had. And she it, cut four molars. <laughs> and she cut some teeth, so it's been crazy. <laughs> I had, I hate this to stay on hand, foot, and mouth, but yeah. I had, it was like fiberglass in my feet, in my hands, mm. and then that evolved into... <laughs> but you didn't even know that it was that until yeah. <laughs> I said, I think I said something to you because you weren't feeling good. I was like, yeah. well, do you have any like spots on your hands and you just thought you like got some weird fungus from the gym or something well no i was like thinking maybe it was from i don't know sometimes i hurt my hand at the gym and like <laughs> mess up my skin on the bar and stuff yeah but it turned from like fiberglass feeling to like you know when you burn yourself mm -hmm. and you like get a blister that's what it was like all over my my hands and feet it was miserable that i didn't get that I'm glad you didn't get it. I didn't think that adults could get it. So that yeah. I was, that's surprised. why I, yeah, I was surprised. Merry Christmas. I, I don't think there's any updates other than we were sick for a month. Yeah. Like that was like the last time we had a recorded yeah. a podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got a new camera. I'm shooting 4k footage now. Yeah. I mean, I was, sh I could have shot 4k before, but not at 120 frames per second, which wow. looks pretty sexy when it's slowed down. Do you think, Anyone can really tell the difference or just you? Uh, well, they can't tell the difference because <laughs> everything that they see, every platform that they see it on, it's in 1080. Well, then why, why the need? Okay, so in my mind, all of that information, it's like double the amount of information shrunk down into that space. Sure. More detail, um, but just future-proofing. Eventually, you'll be able to see these things in 4K. Maybe. And I think you can do um, YouTube shorts in 4K now, so... Um, yeah, I wow. just want to be prepared. I want to have the best, yeah, the best footage for you guys. I don't care about 4K. I know you don't care about it, but <laughs> I care about it. The podcast is in 4K. 
Is there something called what? 3K? No, no, no. Oh. No. That's not the sort of increment incremental jumps we're doing. Why? You would think that it would be like 1K, 2K. No, no, no. 3K, 4K. No, because of the the aspect ratio <laughs> of your TV. <laughs> yes. Like you're not going to, why would you just only go partially bigger? You would just double it if you could, right? So I just, have no idea. Well, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> but I <laughs> but I think they do have 6K. I think they were like, oh. let's do like a little bit better. So 6K. you could maybe have a camera that's 6K. Yeah, you could, but not really one that. So you didn't want to get a 6K for your fans? Well, no, I had to think about budgeting. Oh. Of course. Mm. The, the, best ca- the best camera I could, I could afford. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, do you want to jump into some questions? When time is a problem, should I feel bad for using machines instead of free weights? When time is a problem, should I feel bad for using machines? Yes. Well, you shouldn't feel bad. No, you should. Well, no, you Well, shouldn't. first of all, yes. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Number you, one, you should feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad at all. Machines are such a great way to progressively overload certain muscle groups without um, like a high risk of injury that comes with using free weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically the more fatigued you are, so if it's later on in your workout, the more likely injury is to occur because of that fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great time to jump on machines. Um, and nowadays there's so many good machines that you could actually do like sub out one for one with a free weight movement. Like a lot of incline pressing machines I use in place of um, like barbell incline or dumbbell incline. And, and I've seen a ton of results just progressively overloading those. So yeah, you can, you can absolutely sub them out, especially if time is a factor. And I think they mean if someone else is on a station you know, that they need. Mm -hmm. And instead of waiting for that, they just use a machine. And I think that that's absolutely something you could do. I thought it meant like they just didn't have time to like put the weights on it and take them off. Well, sure, that's time consuming, but I don't (laughs) think it's enough time to really factor in. Well, maybe they only have 15 minutes. Well, if they only have 15 minutes, then nothing applies. No. Anything is better than nothing. But barely anything. No, isn't. something is better than that. Okay. Because you're moving your body. You're moving your body. Yeah. You just got to move your body. That's what Miss Tab says. Would you ever do the carnivore diet? Um, I, no, I wouldn't. Definitely not. And I, so I did keto right before we got married. Yeah. I was trying to get shredded. Depressing time. Shredded up for you. Nice. Why was it? Why was it a depressing time? Because. You were just like stressed all the time uh-huh. and just like had no energy and mm-hmm. were just not always fun to be around. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that took a toll on my body. Like my hair started falling out. Yeah. And I think that it's a great way to lose fat like really quickly. Yeah. But there's no, there's, it's definitely not sustainable. Like you, yeah, you can't do that. For more than, you know, I was just trying to get ready for our wedding and like doing it longer than that would have destroyed my body. And I think that the carnivore is the same way. Like it's a great yeah. way to do that, but it's definitely not Even a long term like, solution. Are you natty? Ugh. 
I hate that phrase. Why? I don't know. It's just so stupid to me. What makes it stupid? Because it's just like... Kid slang? Yes. That's why you don't like it. And it's like, what? Natural is like one extra letter. Is it? Yes. Two. Two extra letters. Sure. Um, but that's just what kids do. They shorten words. So I'm we I mean I talked about this on the a couple episodes ago, but I started a low dose of TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, which makes me no longer natural. Wow. So I am not natty. Yuck. Not natty. But I mean it's the lowest dose of TRT that they prescribed as of now. And so I Barely not natural, mm. but still not natural. Um, and that's that question. I answered it. Do you like giving yourself shots? Do I like giving myself shots? No, I don't. In fact, I didn't really understand the full scope of what was involved, I guess. I mean, I knew that I would have to inject myself, but the the size of the needle... I mean, it's like an inch and a half long. And I, when it came in the mail, I had like a panic attack, basically. Mm. I I just sat here looking at the stuff for like two hours. Did you think like, I just won't do this? I did think that. Yeah, I that did think that. Um, and then I was like, nope, you can do this. Why? What's What's the payoff? The payoff... You should know is my incredible sex drive oh, now. Yes, what a boost! <laughs> oh, <wow>. um, <laughs> and then um, just like mental clarity, um, energy levels, and then um, helping the lean muscle building department, I guess. Or I yet that's sort of yet to be seen, but that's the idea. Yeah. That's is it. it something you're just like indefinitely doing forever? I think that's kind of how it works. Or is it just like you've had your body's had your fill and then it's like we have enough? Sure. No, I mean, as long as my testosterone stay, stays in that range between 700 and 1,000, mm. which is where I'm trying to get it for what I'm trying to do. What are you trying to do? Just trying to build, get bigger, leaner, faster, stronger. <laughs> how much time and effort does a proper training program save versus straight gym consistency okay so i guess it it depends on what they mean by straight gym consistency not gay gym okay (laughs) so (laughs) so i can get that (laughs) so you know if you go to the gym and barely do anything like if you walk on the treadmill for 15 minutes and leave, but you do that consistently, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. But even though you, you're consistent at the gym, like I, when I graduated from college, I was very consistent. I was doing like five, six days a week. And I was like really pushing myself at the gym consistently. And I wasn't seeing progress. And that was all because I didn't have a proper training and meal program. Um, the meal program was non-existent. The training program was one that was basically football workouts. 
that weren't really meant to help me enhance my physique. They were just helping me increase strength, which didn't really even happen because I wasn't in a caloric surplus because I wasn't, I didn't have a, a meal program mm -hmm. and I didn't, it wasn't until I realized that I needed to have like a well-rounded training and meal program. And it took me a while to figure out what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, but once I did, like the gains from that were insane because I had the work ethic like that was there and the consistency was there. I just needed a proper training and meal program. So um, you can be consistent at the gym and not make progress. You just got to say something. What are you doing? Cooper. He needs to talk. Cooper, say something. He's just wagging his tail. I can't believe he's just standing up. Don't get him riled up, please. We got to finish this. Have you always been disciplined? How did you grow in discipline? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Because it, it insinuates that the first question isn't true. Okay. Um, my dad grew up in a really disciplined household. What does that mean? Um, it's like a military style, like family. Oh, so abusive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't grow up in that like you grew up in the opposite of that sort of environment. Yeah, that's probably right. true. Um, but this is my story. So he grew up in a very disciplined household, too much for sure. Like that was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. That carried over to our house, um, and it was like a military experience. And then that translated to, you know, being disciplined in sports, and um, it kind of was the key to like or what I thought was this is the way that you become successful in life and in sports is to have this like level of discipline in everything that you do or mm -hmm. that you want to be good at. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about it before. Like he made me start working out with his friend when I was 13, who was a bodybuilder who had a home gym. Mm -hmm. But then from like 14 on up through high school, he would, until I got my license, he would get me up in the morning at like 4.30. We would drive a half hour to the school and I would work out with the football coach mm -hmm. before school started. And no one else that age was doing that. Like nobody. Um, and so between him, my dad, my coaches, like all of this stuff was hammered into me. Like discipline, discipline, discipline. And this is just how you do things. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've always been that way. You know, when I got to a point in my life where I didn't have a coach or a dad or someone telling me you have to do this stuff, mm -hmm. I still did it because I always had. What has been one of the hardest things in life you've faced? Um, well, two things come to mind. One of them was... Um, well, I was married before, yeah. before I met, before I met you and married you, um, which, would be, <laughs> which would be news to, which would be news to probably every single person that follows me. Um, and that ended in kind of a dramatic way. My first marriage, um, I came home from work one day and she was just gone. 
and like took all our stuff. I just came home to an empty apartment basically and um, kind of spiraled out. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's pretty traumatic. Uh, and then got served divorce papers. So um, I was not in a good spot and kind of just spiraled out into depression and um, was having suicidal thoughts. And then uh, at one point, I tried to take my own life because it got so bad. And uh, yeah, that was hard. Uh, Luckily, I had people around me, good people around me Mm -hmm. uh, at that time who kind of picked me up, put me on my feet and kept me going in the right direction where, um, you know, when something like that happens and you're kind of just like, fuck everything, everyone and every, you know, just like, uh, I don't care about anything anymore. And I think a lot of people would understand that, mm-hmm. but to be in a situation like that and be like, I'm going to get better, but I'm not just going to get better. I'm going to get better in the best way that I can mm-hmm. um, and do things the best way that I can. And what I mean is like, instead of like maybe diving into drugs and alcohol and um, just whatever, you know, which could have easily happened. Mm-hmm. Those people, like I said, kept me pointing in the right direction. And um, there's something that that happens when you go through really tough times in your life. I don't know if, because prior to that, I, I the things that I would offer up to that question prior to that would be, Nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, to go through something like that, I think it really puts your life in perspective. Like, yeah. especially in my situation where I was considering and tried to take my own life, mm-hmm. um, it really gives you a value for your life. It gives you a value for being here and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was really lucky to have good people around me. Yeah. To help me, um, point me in the right direction. So if that's you, if you're in a spot like that, which a lot of people get, it's pretty common. Yeah. Um, you just have to surround yourself with people who want what's best for you and just trust that, that that's true. Mm-hmm. yeah so that was tough um but it, i kind of everything like it helps it helps me f- me focus on what's really important mm-hmm. you know everything is now seen through that lens of like i this is nowhere near as bad as yeah you know it, it once was yeah. or this is <clears throat> unbelievable i can't believe that i'm at this point in my life yeah that i've come this far from this experience so uh, and then the other was when I lost my stepbrother um, to a heroin overdose. Um, but it was like super sketchy situation. And um, he was so young and he was such a great kid. And it was um, 
a situation where he had hurt himself um, in like a work accident and then been overprescribed pain medication, mm-hmm. uh, got addicted to that, and then that evolved into that into um, heavier stuff and just yeah, it wasn't good and um, that was just I think it was like two years after. Um, I think it was like two years after my divorce. So, um, when I, when everything was like so much better mm-hmm. and that just really hurt a lot. And I, you know, I got, I got saved, radically saved when I was, um, a freshman in college mm-hmm. and, um, worked for ministries ever since basically and really have given I I gave my whole life to God at that point and um and changed the trajectory of what I wanted to do with my life and that sort of thing and so um when I went to the divorce I was like really battling it out with God like Mm -hmm. about what had happened and um you know how much of it was his fault and how much was mine and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we got through it, me and God, you know, and our relationship was great, um, back, back good. And then when that happened with my brother, that really, um, really put me, it it really made things hard for me Mm -hmm. because like, you know, everyone I'm surrounded by and, and, um, friends with are Christians and, and I love I love all of them. Um, it was just it's hard to it's hard to understand if you if you haven't gone through something like that. Like I think it's easy to to look at that situation and be like, how can you question God? Um, but yeah, it's been ever since that that moment where I lost my my brother. I have just been sort of climbing back out of the like pit it feels like Mm. um maybe that's not the best analogy but i've just been slowly rebuilding that trust with god again Mm -hmm. and um so i'm a christian i love god i just um we're still figuring some stuff out Mm -hmm. yeah but those are the two toughest things yeah for sure that i've gone through but they made they made me who I am, and um, I don't know if I'm better for it or not. But uh, <laughs> things happen to you, and you, you you can't control it. You you really have to focus on what you can control. Because mm-hmm. um, if you focus on those things that you can't control, then you just spin out. Last month, I got a message from Matt Forte, who was. Like one one of the big time uh, NFL running backs played for the Bears, um, who said he enjoyed my content. Oh, yeah. So um, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. He said he would come on the podcast. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out. We've never done like a Zoom yeah podcast, but we could definitely make it work. Yeah, prefer to have him here in person. But so yeah, little teaser. We're gonna get Matt Forte on the podcast at some point. 
I think we're going to talk about just our experience post like um, football. Yeah. And how the training is so different for specific sport, specific position. Yeah. Than if you were maybe a bodybuilder or just someone who's trying to work on their physique. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to have that conversation. Very great. Yeah. All right. Well, happy new year. I hope you don't get hand, foot and mouth <laughs> or pneumonia <laughs> or, 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 or a double ear infection in Jesus name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>